Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Good evening and welcome everyone back to yet another episode of the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. And as you can see, my tag team partner, Mr. Andy Burrows, is unfortunately conspicuous by absence this evening. Um, he has footballing commitments, he says. So he's let the inmate run the asylum. But don't worry, it's not just going to be me. We have got a special guest this evening from our partners at uh, Pro Wrestling Carnage. We have the tag team champions, Beers and Beatdowns, joining us this evening, guys. Hello. Uh, thank And uh, thanks for going. And I am wearing uh, the shirt. Oh, Beautiful. As Look you can you. see. And I'm also partaking in a green alcoholic beverage, not to be confused with other green alcoholic beverages, which you can get from stores nationwide. I don't want to get in trouble for that. But guys, thanks so much for joining us. How are you guys? <clears throat> Perfect. Feeling great. You're all good, brother. Yeah, all good. You're all good. Excellent. So guys, let's get straight into it. Tag team wrestling in general. Now, I was born in 84. I started watching wrestling or WWF, it was at the time. Probably late 80s, early 90s when we could get it on Sky. And there was a plethora of tag team wrestling. There was the Demolition. There was the LOD. There was the Rockers, the Heart Foundation, Powers of Pain. In the WCW, you had guys, you know, like Midnight, Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics. Even the Ding Dongs were a team at that stage. Um, and then obviously, as you progress through... It's kind of slowed down a bit. Like going back to the early 2000s, you had like Edge and Christian, you had the Dudley boys, you had the Hardy boys. And even now when we went to, no, we just finished obviously WrestleMania over in, in WWE has. And there was only really one, maybe two, nat well, I'd say natural tag teams. One was the Usos and the other one was the Street Profits, I think was the only other one. But there's obviously, they seem to get to a point now where, they get two guys they're not doing a lot with and they're like we're just going to put you together and you together and we're going to call you this random name and that's it because we can't book you as a single is that how you think tag team wrestling has now been perceived not necessarily worldwide but in the wwe I mean, AE, even aew now seem to focus more on trios than they do tags so is that more of a dying art do you think now <clears throat> yeah i think it's the fact that everyone's made individually Mm. They don't. They don't make tag teams from the ground up anymore. That are like you two are going to be a tag wrestler. They're tag yep. wrestlers, and we're going to make. We're going to push this, and we're going to make this a, a thing. I don't think it's done. That people have done it individually, and then they go, "Oh, maybe we should put them together." It's never like so naturally done or anything anymore. So, mm. and in my opinion, I think that guys uh, now they they just want to be super serious wrestler and do singles and. I, I don't think anyone really thinks that they want to be a tag wrestler. Mm. I, I certainly didn't. I won't lie. I, I didn't <laughs> think I'd ever, I, I'd ever be tag res, uh, a tag wrestler. But mm. here we are. <laughs> so, so do you think, um, obviously you mentioned single and, and, and tag. How does it work then? Does the aesthetics of a tag team? So obviously you're two, you're two guys, technically you're single guys. You get put together into this yeah. team. Obviously, you've got to start working on movesets that you can do together. You know, your tag team, as you see the LOD done the, the clothesline, the Heart Foundation done the Heart Attack and so on. How do you sort of start doing that when you're building a team up? 
think like with us it was quite natural because we kind of got brought up the same way in, in the industry as well because we both like I started a bit before you so that was like I started 2001 um you were just not long after that and we kind of got trained the same way it's a very different era to the training now you obviously go to wrestling school and it's done that way we were completely different you did a bit more at school than i did i yeah, was learning mine on the road yeah it was more learning on the job rather than going to a training school and then when you're ready going into a match it was uh learn as you go sort of thing in the ring yeah a lot more of your learning actually traveling that was you know and how do you work on the moves as a tag team do you sort of like say right well i do this can you incorporate something into that to make a move, or is it just totally different? Yeah, yeah we we we've we've done that. We it, it was all the the tag stuff that we do now. It's all been talked about. Um, just the ideas on um, how we can incorporate maybe my finish into Blanche's finish, mm. or vice versa. Um, we couldn't, so we come up with something completely different <laughs> that we thought. It's yeah, I think it's a, how you look at it and how much you study it as well. Like yeah. what your what your influences are and whatnot, because like my tag influences are different to yours, because yeah. slightly different era. Because I'm a I'm a couple of weeks older than Dan. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, my my influences like that like you said I'm a little bit older than you as well. So, um, Arn and Tully were huge. Yeah. In in my era, the Rock and Roll Express. I was more <laughs> NWA guy. Um. Oh, we got NWA guys coming on in next week. We're good. I'll tell you about that at the end. Um, um, so when you go, so say you're growing up, you say you're growing up as an NWA guy. So is that who your heroes growing up, like the Ric Flairs or the Horsemen and, and, and that? The Horsemen, that big, the Horsemen would be a big thing for me. Um, yeah. I've certainly watched WWF because it was the most mainstream as well. Sure. Um, but no, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, um, the Fabulouses, just like really great tag teams are, are Bobby and in any tag team that you did. Yeah, yeah. Because um, um, he was just amazing. He's like the best, one of the best tag wrestlers I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's all about the Jalen thing, what you do. And like, we knew each other from years ago anyway, how we worked in anyway. So it was kind of more natural with us. Um, I think the key part of that as well is knowing what the other person's going to do before they do yeah. it. And <laughs> um, we, we're kind of lucky with that. We, we know what each other's going to do. And like I said, but it's to do with the fact that we got brought up a different way. We weren't solely, solely do us doing our own stuff and getting our own stuff in. It's with the tag wrestling, you have to. It's about incorporating the whole thing and making sure. The tag is the, what the match is about. Is the tag, isn't it? So yes. that's what you work with when on tag match. It's about getting that tag. That's the gimmick of the match, I suppose. So sure. that hot tag, as they say. <clears throat> yeah. So as a, we're quite lucky because we've known each other for so long. So I've known him for <clears throat> since twelve. So we kind of got brought up the same. Um, yeah, just some we did it naturally. We started training when we did get in the ring together. Training after the pandemic, it was just really natural. We didn't even have to speak to each other in the huh. ring which is pretty cool um because but, but we do a lot of speaking outside the ring we still send each other little clips and stuff of what can we do this or can we do this and change this so it's just about how much you talk to each other and I suppose you have to literally be a real tag team hmm. you know he's my best mate i speak yeah. to him i speak to him three times a day i was the best man at his wedding you know so kind of like i've got that coming up myself <laughs> So yeah, so it's it's about how much you're actually in contact as well, and what you're doing outside of wrestling, and I think that's the most important thing—the fact that we know each other so well. So yeah, no, that's that's good. I mean, it is a good understanding because you, you see these teams get thrown together, and you think, Jesus Christ, how what are they going to do? You know, I think the one of the ones that really surprised me, and this is fairly recently, was um, when they put Sheamus and Cesaro together. Yeah, as the bar. I mean, obviously, singly, 
great. And that, you know, Cesaro is probably still one of the best, in my opinion, and probably one of the most underutilized talents that's ever the WWE dropped the ball with him. And, and hopefully, you know, AEW Ring of Honor will uh, certainly, hopefully won't drop the ball there. But the bottom line is they were too great. And sometimes you can have the two best single guys. But as you say, the aesthetics, the gelling, the learning just isn't there. And then they just, <clears throat> it just doesn't work. No, I think but you've, even, got, to, you've got, got to be mates. You've got to be mates yeah. outside the ring. You've got to be able to that trust them as long as, and the want to be able to want to be in the ring with the person as well. I just, yeah. Of, oh, I, I have to tag with him kind of thing. You have to really like know each other. You have mm. to know each other. So I think one of the ones they got really right was new day. Yeah. Three singles. Kofi wasn't doing, uh, he was, you know, mid card ish, Big E and Xavier and it just worked. It, they had sort of similar, I suppose, similar personalities. I don't know what they're like out in the ring. I only know what they're... They were very annoying, which was good at the start because obviously that's what they were trying to be. But then they got over and it's it's carried on for, I don't know, 10 years, I suppose now. It's got to be looking yeah, close to 10 years. They've probably been talked about splitting up for years, but they've never they've never sort of made it happen, which is... And they've also had singles, individual single runs at the same time as being a part of the New Day. So the merchandise must have been really selling well over in WWE to that. You know what they like, they're quick enough to uh, chop it and change it if things ain't going well. So talk about some beers and big guys. How did this come about? Who chose the name? What, you know, what, and to go give the people out there an understanding of the sort of tag team that you are as well. Right. You can do this. Okay, so um, I, I finished wrestling in about 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in any physical shape. I was poorly. I was ill. I decided I was done. And we accidentally bumped into each other. Long story short, we accidentally bumped into each other in a hospital. Okay. <laughs> right. In a waiting room. And I started talking again. And Dan's like, come to training in this local area. Come down training. Come Just come and say hello to the boys. It'd be good for you. Just come and say hello. So that happened. Started going there every week and trying to do a little bit. And I'm physically in no shape at this point to do anything. And then a random guy said, I'm going to start running a show. Um, how about for one match? Because I was going to come back and manage Dan. I was like, okay. I'll manage a couple of times and that's it. I'm done, right? This one guy said, uh, how about you just for one night only, you wrestle as a manager, we'll tag with Dan, and we'll put some young guys over. Okay, sound. And then all of a sudden from that, me going, yeah, I'll do one. A logo came about, or the name came about, the logo came about. And it was completely opposite to what we were going to do. And then it just snowballed into what BXB is now. Yeah. The name came about from literally during the pandemic. Obviously, we couldn't see each other. Mm-hmm. We were on video calls every night, just chatting and stuff, wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> and then over text one night, after a few beers online, <laughs> this random name came about. <clears throat> about beers and beatdowns and stuff. Because like, like you said, tag teams are like two individual people putting something together. <clears throat> yeah. I worked out that my name coming back was going to be Brewski Blanche. So his wrestlers, Aaron Blanchard. So Brewski yeah. Blanche, I want to change completely from what I was doing before. Uh, you have Dangerous Danny Owens, already established. So Dangerous Danny Owens, there's lots of beatdowns. I came about Brewski Blanche because I wanted to have some fun and play a little like, B-Lo, B-Brewski. <laughs> and then beers and beatdowns came from it. And then we asked somebody to do a logo and he just put B and an X and a B in the logo. The that logo right there that'll go on here and then so, you put there on your beer. And it was that that was it. So it became BXB, which 
people hadn't done anything with the, the initials thing and it's always a plus and we just went let's do x different and then yeah it just kind of stuck and then we did a little vignette of yeah. us walking like an introduction vignette because no one does vignettes anymore we're no, really no, that's another lost art isn't it vignettes yeah. <clears throat> we'll send you it we're really old yeah. school all it was if you break it down we were just walking down a corridor right <laughs> but you couldn't see the top half of us it was just our feet and it was all blurred and we bent down and picked up a beer and a pair of brass knuckles up and then the camera panned up to us and we just looked down at the camera. That was it. It went bananas. So <laughs> promoters was trying to book us. This is the middle of the pandemic. We had like six promotions trying to book us during the pandemic when everything yeah. was running. And all we did was walk down the corridor. But it's because no one had seen that kind of thing for ages. No. We just wanted to do what we kind of, we seen when we were kids, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Like, it is, wasn't it? Really Anytime important. there was a new wrestler, you used yeah. to get weeks worth of videos. Yeah. This guy, I mean, I mean, well, recently you had Veer Mahan come in for about 13 weeks on Raw for a, for a cup of coffee and then he went away. But you're right. Back in the 80s and 90s, you, I remember the one of the ones I remember was Waylon Mercy. Yes, with the little. Yeah. And he was like, this meant to be this unstoppable. Well, he wasn't unstoppable. He was undefeated for a while, wasn't he? I can't Spivey. remember. Dan Spivey. Dan Spivey. Oh, exactly that. And he was, yeah, he was Waylon Mercy. And there was doing these creepy little vignettes of him and he. His character was kind of like this psychopath, wasn't it? And it was just, or even even going back a bit further, Skinner. Skinner he's was it the epic legs? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, wow, who's this? oh the? I think the one that I definitely remember more so growing up was Razor Ramon. Yeah. The guy are. in the car with the, yeah. you know, he had the toothpick on, and it was, you know, he was just, yeah, and well, for God rest his soul, um, Scott Hall was there. Played that character so well, but you're right. Vignettes are another forgotten art. We've we've been we've been wrestling in general, not just tag team wrestling. They're like singles, we never see it now. They just appear. It's just like, oh, here it comes. Or AEW's case, lights go off, come back on, and here they are. But now it's like going back to it. I miss those days. Yeah, we just decided to do what we thought was missing. Yeah, which was vignettes and like the old school mentality. Because like I said, we are a lot more old school. And we believe in a lot. Some of the older ways and stuff, the tradition yeah. missing. We was like, let's bring some of that back. It's like Kate, dead. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think, like Ray and Ray and I'm gonna keep talking about WWE quite a bit, but Ray and Dominic were the only about the only ones now that are keeping that sort of. Yeah. Even at the Hall of Fame, he just got up, <laughs> walked up. Do you know? And but, we love that. We love that. Yeah, you know, that's that's how we learn. Because when I learn, you it was still a very quiet thing. Yeah. So you like literally you didn't travel in that car with another no. you're uh, with a heel if you were face you didn't do it no um, so if I was wrestling under a mask for that promotion I'd be walking into the arena in the mask in the mask yeah so that's, that's how it worked so um we just wanted to bring some of the old tradition back um, mm. it's like FTR in a way yeah they, yeah they're they're a little classic old school tag team in, in a lot of ways um yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm glad they're staying where they are. Um, but yeah, it's really fascinating. I, I loved. I mean, I, again, I already mentioned I, I grew up in sort of late late eighties or early nineties, and it was literally. I was listening to I think it was Jim Cornette on a on a shoot interview that he done, and and he was like, "You had your heels, you had your faces. They were tote. They changed in separate rooms. They'd never, you know, it was like." They just kept apart. You never saw them. And I, I suppose nowadays people on the, I mean, me and Andy talked about this Monday. You kind of have a piss nowadays about going into the toilet and someone, you know, wanted, if they want to take a picture of you, you'll be, they'll be taking a picture of you. So it's, yeah. it's even harder now than it was ever before to keep that 
I suppose it's, it's kayfabe, isn't it? To keep that alive in, in a lot of ways. And I, and I find it disappointing because I'm not a guy that checks the spoilers either. I would rather watch it. If I, if there's a show coming up that I want to see, I blank out so like socials go, internet goes off. My phone on WhatsApp is on mute. So I don't, because I know someone will say, oh, this guy's in town or this is happening. I don't want to fucking know. I want to <laughs> watch it and be, because I still have that like that element of surprise, you know, and yeah. that's what it's I like. You're a yeah. Fan, isn't it? yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, when I mean, it was a bit different when I went to Miami to watch WrestleMania 28, and the next night Brock Lesnar come back. It was the night that Brock Lesnar returned, and it was talked about. And me and my mate always had this thing that we say, right, when we're here, we phone home, but the internet is a no go. And we could hear people talking, obviously, people were talking about it when we were there, but we, you know, no, we want to wait and see. And when his music hit, I don't think I've popped massively like that for years i think probably one of the most times out of that was when i steve austin when he was over here but yeah i mean he's really weird now that the modern day fan just doesn't have one modern day wrestling fan now i don't think can even appreciate that old school mentality of how it was because it has just totally changed it's, yeah it's the equivalent of um wanting to see a new film and finding out the ending before you get there <laughs> yeah. it is isn't it right let's go on the new the new marvel films out but yep. so I know what's I know what's going to happen. Mm. So it's it's, it's the equivalent of that, which is weird. I, I think it's sad, really, as well that you, you want people want to know what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah, just it, it's not it's the magic of it all. It's the the shock factor and what the story of wrestling is. I yeah, mean, we all need to, we all need that buzz from watching wrestling, and it's it is it's it, it's a dying art form being a fan. Yeah, it is an old school <laughs> fan. It, yeah. it really is. I. I I said, I mean, I haven't been. I mean, I'm going to WWE uh, Money in the Bank with Andy in, in a couple of months, and I don't want to know. I don't like. I'm taking my son, but my son's like just turned eight, and he's going first time he's ever going. Is is this? We're going to the, they do the combo thing, so we're going Raw and SmackDown. And I said, no phones. You can take your phones. Obviously, you got to call your mum, let you know you're there. But you're not going online. You're not reading up anything. We're going to go there. We're going to kind of know what's been planned because they'll announce it the week before. But anything else. Nothing. You're not. We're not going to do we anything like that. When we went to the clash, we were like that. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, clash. I was there myself. Yeah. So it was, uh... it was, but we were like kids. There was a group we of us. We were like children. I know. We I think so I'm going to be fun. worse than the eight year old when he goes. But <laughs> you know, it's just, and then I think the same. Me and Andy also going to the Royal Rumble because uh, it's my. It works out every whatever year WrestleMania is is the year that I'm born. Like the how old I'm going to be. So WrestleMania is forty. So I've got a. I, I had a choice: Mania or Rumble. And I've been. Five mania, so I need to tick the rumble off the bucket list. Yeah, of course, and that'll be Rumble's definitely a big deal now. Rumble's a huge deal. Rumble's a better than mania if you can get it. If they do it right, it's like right, no phones. We're just going to go there. I don't care if someone's talking at the rocks there or somebody's there. Or, I don't care. I, I, I want that pop when, like when Edge come back. That uh, you know, Edge is one of my absolute favorite guy. But when his music hit, I think it was pandemic rumble. No, it was just before the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. I, I just I lost it because I didn't know. I, I, I again, I, I turned everything off, and it was just like, shit, he's actually back, you know. And it, it quite emotional, actually, even as a fan, because mm-hmm. you spend, even as a like wrestling fan, you spend your life watching these guys. So although you're not family, you still feel that connection to them as in a sense there's there's no other business or something like it no 
there's no there's no other fan connection like it when like i remember when eddie guerrero passed away yeah. oh man i met him six months before he died that was oh, bits. yeah you know what i mean when certain things happen like yeah like rick flair's retirement i still cry watching it even though yeah yeah flair yeah, watching him come out or uh, come up uh already crying wait, waiting for that super kick <laughs> yeah for um, sure just knowing it's the end I think the weird one that got me, even the most recent one, was Undertaker. Like, like although he lost the when he, when he actually first lost it, uh, the streak was like shit. Like that is my childhood. That was huge, man. That was huge. I, I know he come back and he done a few more, but it was like that was what basically was my childhood. Him, yeah, because he debuted like ninety. I mean, he was in WCW's Me Mark, but we he debuted at the Survivor Series ninety one. I think it was yeah. ninety nine or ninety one, and it was just like yeah, he grew up. If, you know, no matter what, however old it was, he was still there and yeah. doing it better than near enough anybody else, in my opinion. But that's, um, but that's we'll go on to word association now. So and I'm gonna first time ever, I'm gonna join in. I think solid. I'm Andy's not here, so I can't get told what to do. Um, so I'm gonna join in. So I'm gonna give you there's eight, um, wrestling the wrestlers, they're not personalities, <laughs> they are wrestlers, some of them are tag teams. And it's the first word, words, or sentence that comes into your head when we talk about Z people's name. And the first one on the list is Legion of Doom. Ooh. I love them. Fantastic. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Warrior The Road Warrior Finish. We talk about it all the time. Road Warrior yeah. Finishes. I, I'm going to use the word pop. Because it's the big, the biggest pop in wrestling was the road, the road warrior pop, wasn't it? And the, and bikes. Because when I went to SummerSlam '92 at Wembley, they come down in the Harleys. What a rush! <laughs> what a rush that was! Yeah, literally. We just talked about him. Actually, the second one on the list, Undertaker, the greatest character of all time. Mm -hmm. Without doubt, goat. Goat. Yeah. I'm going to use a different word, and I and I'm just going to because I'm going to tell a story um, about it. And it, it's it's the word I'm going to use is funny, and I'll tell you for why. Um, I went to a house show uh, in Manchester, and the main event was John Cena, Big Show, Taker, Angle, uh, in a in a tag. Fair enough, tag match. And um, at Kurt and Undertaker had won the match, and uh, they're doing the goodbye that they do on the microphone. You know, thanking us all for coming. Undertaker turns around, and Kurt Angle just gives him this big kiss on the lips, and he darts off. And you, you look at the others and you can just, he's pissed off. He's like, <laughs> and I just remember he got on the mic and he just, it wasn't even such a funny, it was one of the things you just have to be, one of the things we had to be in the arena to experience. Yeah. But he, he just got on the mic and he just sort of said, it's a long ride home, boy. And your ass is going to be mine. It was just that, that it was that quote. Although, as I say, it's probably not as funny me saying it as it is being there. But, but and other than that, yeah, goat for me, Undertaker. Uh, demolition. <clears throat> Uh, oh, I love Demolition. I love Demolition as well. Um, oh, Axe has got the biggest back I've ever seen. Doesn't <laughs> he? He's, he's a big boy. He's, he's a big, a big lad. I met, I met him not long after my son was born. I went to WrestleCon in London and him and Smash were there. Yeah. Um, my, my word is, well, Hall of Fame because they should be in it. Yes, and I not... got a list of people that should be. There. Oh, I've got. A... Don't get me yeah. started. Yeah, I don't. Even... <laughs> yeah, I've also got a list like that. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Ooh, uh, money. Yeah, change the business. Yeah, I, I I got a down there as literally business changer because he did it twice, really, from Hulkamania to 
NWO. And again, it was one of those moments where you'll always remember it. It'll be like, what was one of your things? You say Hulk Hogan, you'll either say Real American or you'll say New World Order. Yeah. He, he changed the business twice. Yeah. Um, Kane. Oh, underrated. Mm-hmm. Underrated worker. Mm-hmm. He's ruined it a little bit recently, hasn't he? Well, let's not talk yet. We're not going to get into um, that. But as a worker, yeah, he was solid for for years. Yeah, still, like as he was leaving, I think he was still like still great. Yeah, solid for years he was. He yeah. was. I'm going to use the word pyro, and again, I'm going to lead it into a story. Sorry. Um, there's been two times in my life when I've nearly shit myself, and he's attributed to both of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, if you obviously Kane had different music, so it's obviously when he first came out, he had that sort of eerie thing, and then would go into an explosion. And then when he removed his mask off and started feuding, it went explosion music. So you had to know he was coming so you could prepare yourself. The two instances, one was a house show in Birmingham. Yeah, not in house shows. I've I've seen the Kane entrance now. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) it was was meant to be Lita and Matt Hardy in a mixed tag with, I can't remember, I think it was against Rhino. I can't quite remember who they were going against. And they went, right, and Lita's tag team partner and everyone's throwing up the, you know, the V1 stuff. And this orange ball literally just explodes. And you're like, what the fuck was like? I literally leapt out of my seat. And it was, and it was he came. And, and the second time was, um, I think it was the first Raw they brought over live. And it was in Manchester. And he was in a, he was in a um, storyline with Gene Snitsky. And Snitsky had just killed him and Lita's baby. And they had um, a four-way tag. Yeah, I know, what a great booking. Well, that's some good shit booking that was, wasn't it? Um, I wonder who booked that. Um, and then there was like this four-man <laughs> tag that was in the ring. And before that match started, they played a, a promo from Snitsky. And he he ended the promo because I remember the silence that went, mad. well, it was more like, oh. Because he said the words, the only thing dead around here is your baby. And the, the arena was like, oh. You know, it was like that. And it went silent and the match started. And then, of course, you know exactly what happens at this point. Bang! <laughs> out comes a pistol. And again, I'm sitting this side. So where the pyro is here, I'm sitting here. So I've copped it. it you, got quite, you got quite warm, man. <laughs> I've been, I've actually been, um, obviously, bald head. I've been um, uh, fingered by the sparks of Batista's one. When you used to do that, I sat literally right there at the front and they got me. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Usos. <clears throat> greatest of all time yeah I I, I think at the moment this yeah era, but they are they are unbelievable aren't they There's I'm just going to say family because there's yeah. so many of them <laughs> like another one I think Rikishi was saying the other day there's another one now yeah there's right. the younger one the younger yeah one. so Roman's going to have to do a draft just for the bloodline <laughs> And and there's another one associated. Umaga's son is training. Yes, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, great. I'm like, wow, because Umaga's one of my favourites yeah. as well. He was so. I mean, we've got Santina. This time next week, we're interviewing Santina Marella, um, <laughs> which is fantastic. Which is great, great. But again, his debut was beating Umaga in Milan. Yeah. Well, what a great. I watched story. it recently. I watched it recently. Oh, did you? <laughs> there you go. I'm catching up on it because I know that he's in Impact Wrestling now, so I'm trying to watch a bit of that to get. Um, because I like to do my homework. Um, John Cena was the next one. <clears throat> Ooh, um, he gets it. Thugonomics. Yeah. Thugonomics. John. John just ah, oh, it's yeah. He can't do anything wrong in my eyes. To be I've got um workhorse, and I've also got he, he was undervalued by a lot of because obviously I wasn't the 
I started off a Cena fan and then I went completely the other way. When they started going too much, you know, he was opening, he was in the middle, he was in the air, he was everywhere. And I think that sort of turned it, and you, you do kind of underappreciate them a little bit because obviously he's doing the work outside and you don't see all of that generally until later on, that all the backstage work, all the Make-A-Wish, everything he, he did for the company, you didn't really see, you just saw him bang, 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 bang on the card. And so I went really off him and started like an edge. But it was only, I met him at WrestleMania as well. And I didn't know he supports Tottenham, so do I for my sins. Um, and, and you, there you go. So we've got something in common. You don't look too impressed. But um, so when I walked up, I booed him as I walked up. And he you know, he found it hilarious. But I got the Tottenham shirt out, he signed it. And it kind of, you do see him in a different light. And uh, nowadays, I think, wow, I wish we could go back to even when I was hating him. Just because it was fun. You know, um, I think with John, it is um, it, it, it's difficult to speak about some of them because they're just so good. Yeah, and you, you get that everything he does is always the right thing for the right time. Definitely. You know? So, like him at Mania, he did the right thing. He put Austin Theory over, yeah. You know what I mean? So he gets he gets where he is now. He's realistic with where he is now, what he needs for the bit the business needs, and I think that's yeah. a great. Thing, so, yeah, he is a he is a great guy. Last one on the list, Kurt Angle. Mate, that mania match, that one match is just oh. one two gold medals with a broken freaking neck. Yeah, just yeah. 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 Oh, mate, Kurt, <laughs> it's oh, <laughs> I got machine incre incredible. Yeah, machine incredible. Everything is just the gold. best match I've ever seen, ever seen, and I don't think anything's going to top it live anyway. When I've been there in person, was um, it was a house show in the XL, I think it was the XL in London. And he, it was just before, either just after No Way Out when he took on The Undertaker or just after WrestleMania when they'd done it. And he fought The Undertaker. And it was, I reckon it went 45 minutes easy. I think he won it in the end. But it was just the match itself. I can. There was like four ankle locks. There was choke. He was, you know, they were literally having a WrestleMania match at this house show. It was incredible. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to get machined for me. That's yeah. going to be his just word. The first year of the angle. <clears throat> yeah. Some people don't have careers that are as good as his first year. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's... A lot of people don't, to be fair. Um, oh, so, King of the Ring 2001. Yeah. Yes. Him versus Shane, just... Oh, mate, when that window didn't break. <laughs> Do it again. And he wrestled, like, before that as well. Yeah. People forget he wrestled Edge before that. Yeah. I know, they don't remember oh. that. It's crazy. Right, let's move on. Um, so, British Independent Wrestling... Oof. boomed again it yeah actually, it literally is gone it had it i mean people say nxt when it come along it kind of killed it mm, i'm not so sure but i think now and pre-pandemic it started massively again obviously the pandemic killed it but now it's right up here again isn't it <clears throat> i think so um i'm gonna go more for like the welsh independency mm. where yes the majority of our work is um choosing, but yeah welsh wrestling at the moment is fantastic yeah um, the whole scene is just ridiculous at the moment there's so many amazing promotions um, amazing promotions amazing like workers um it's the, the schools that you have in wales as well that are fantastic like new wave for instance yeah Brilliant. Um, the guys fantastic are awesome. school. The guys are awesome. 
and just the, the the coaches there. Um, you've got like Wild Boar, Mark Andrews, Flash. Yeah. So, oh, Flash, he's coming on in a couple of weeks. Bronco, Bronco, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bronco. We did um, a show with Flash recently. So. Oh, did you? Oh, excellent. It's, it's it's insane how like the coach staff there. They're all WWE yeah. guys now, right? So you know what I mean. They've yeah. all come from NXT. Um, they're just they're great guys. We've known them since they were kids. Yeah, yeah. we literally no. I've known them. Since, we've known them since they were little. So um, they um, they're just brilliant. Um, we're just very lucky to in our area at the moment that everyone and we're quite lucky in our scene as well. It's like a lot of the promotions we all work together. Yeah. So like Carnage, Slam Masters, Scott, um, they're all, we all kind of no mercy. We all kind of work together as promoters as well. So we Good. talk a lot, and it seems to be different compared to like the English thing, where there's always still quite a war between each promotion. Mm. We work together. We all we all take care of each other's like bookings and on certain like check dates with each other and stuff like that. It's just we're we're really lucky at the moment that everyone wants to. We're all seeing um, progress and Carnage, for instance. Yeah. The idea came about all of it and everything, but we wanted to. We're all here for the same reason, and that's to put wrestling over. Mm. So let's not let's not fight with each other. Let's no. work together because we all want the same goal. Exactly. So no. so that's what we do, and the scene at the moment. Yeah, obviously England's huge. Only got progress and oh, there's and, tons. We, we've sponsoring two. Obviously, we've got yourselves, uh, Pro Wrestling yeah. yourselves, but Pro Wrestling Carnage that we, we're we're doing and. We got Jurassic Pro and Ignite, and they work together quite a lot. Of their wrestlers end up on each other's show. We, I went on Sunday, but it is just gone crazy again, which is great because you know whether NXT may you know whatever people you know if it's going to kill the business or whatever, but it hasn't, which is great. Now you're you say the coaches now go into the schools have been even in the WWE as it is now, so they can pass on the knowledge that they may have got from like a Shawn Michaels or whoever's. You know, doing the training now in NXT, and it would—it's absolutely invaluable. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I mean, it's the passion on the knowledge that needs to be done. Um, a, a lot when we went through that rough patch, it's because people weren't teaching people the right thing. Mm. Uh, they decided they were going to go to a wrestling school, learn for three weeks, fall out with somebody, and go and start their own wrestling school on no knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> um, and that's why there was like a million promotions at one point. But I just think it's. The balance has finally happened in the British. Yeah, I, I think the pandemic yeah. sort of helped in a little, in a, in a way. Yeah. Get all the, like like Blanche just said, people going and falling out and then creating their own wrestling company so they can wrestle because no one else will book them because they're just not ready. Yeah. Um, I think the pandemic sort of killed all that sort of... Nonsense. Yeah. That yeah. Killed all that nonsense. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, and now we've got the the companies that are wanting to help the younger guys come up and yeah. get them better. And the fact that we all work together, I think, is just it, it's amazing in a way because if someone can get work elsewhere because of them being on our show, yeah, um, it's it's just fantastic. I think it's about yeah. I think the scene's a bit more realistic. Yeah a bit more realistic where they maybe are. the pandemic did help that i suppose as well yeah i mean working together to not, you know you know there's the, the progresses there's the chaos and stuff that mm-hmm. the sort of the high in the, in the yeah country. i think that there is the need for those middle yeah definitely and stuff we need to you need to have that stepping stone of the graduation of building and i think that's what's the country's balancing out now on the scene yeah. and i think it's, it's good um, no 
I think the fact that we've got social media as good as it is now, and we can always. When I started, I, I, <laughs> I hundred fifty matches a year. I got no proof or footage of any of it. Nothing. Yeah. Camera phones. There was no audio recorder no. there. If I got it, it's on a video cassette that you can't watch because no one's got a VCR <laughs> or VHS anymore. Yeah. You know? So the fact that you can do something once and then everyone sees it and then it goes social yeah. media goes only helps the business so exactly yeah. it's a very lucky time now we've got everything we have and it's it's really starting to rumble now yeah it? exactly and it falls into place right i normally call this game shot clock but with beers here so it's pint clock there you go cheers and um so this is just random questions uh some of them resting some of them are not there's eight of them i'll join in as well uh, well i can't join in technically on second one but i'll just say who i think it would be um First question, favourite beer? <clears throat> the BXB beer. The BXB beer. Okay. I'm going to have to say, I mean, I haven't tasted your beer yet, so you'll have to send me some. So I'm going to have to say, my favourite's Madri uh, at the minute. Madri I do, I do have a, a ghost, Estrella, it's the other one, but yeah. is like the rest of the beer of choice at the moment, it especially is, yeah. in this neck of the woods. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, there yeah. we go. I'll be all right then. Um, what's your dream match? If you could pick anyone. For us? Yeah. Oh. We've not really talked about this, have we? <laughs> if we could, like mine would be Scott and Rikishi. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Really? Yeah, seriously. Scotty's come over a couple of times. Yeah. But dates didn't line up for us to get him with our, our show. No. show. But, yeah, I, I want to work a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, that would have been... I mean, mine, I don't know... I suppose if I would, I would really like to have fought someone like Triple H back in when he was just starting to be the game, or maybe like a Shawn Michaels because he's such a good seller of moves that he could make my shit look great. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Ziggler, like Dolph Ziggler would do, or someone like that. You know? Um, your favorite wrestling entrance music, Ooh. other than your own. <laughs> I was it pretty good. Um... <laughs> Mine's probably. Austin, the disturbed version. Oh, that was a good. Oh, yeah, I've got that on my uh, gym when I'm in the gym. I did. I, I don't look like I go in the gym, but when I do, I have that on. Um, um, yeah. Or I, I'm gonna say Triple H. I love the game. Yeah, I think you've you've kind of hit both of mine, but I'll, I'll just say Edges just because to be different. Edges <laughs> is class as well. You're singing oh. at the Clash. Christian, when it was Christian. Oh, yeah, when he just turned heel. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was, that, that, that was insane. Uh, Wrestling-wise, there's another one I really, really love, uh, The Brood. Yeah. Mm. And Stunning Steve Austin's. That was oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Amazing heel music. I, I was. We missed the NWO music. That was iconic. Yeah. Oh, DX's as well. Yeah. yeah. So many. I mean, it's hard to pick one, isn't it? It is so many. This one live is The Undertaker. Jesus Christ. Yes. I, yes. I swear they turned the aircon down for that. Whew, Jesus. Um, shots or shorts? As in beer. Or uh, well, not beer, but, you know, whiskey uh, or shorts. Shorts. Shorts, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. If you could perform in any arena in the States, say in the States, let's just narrow it down. Any arena in the States, what would it be? MSG. MSG. That's what I was going to say. Shit. Um, <laughs> damn. I'll have to go. Um, in that case, then I'll... Uh, oh, damn. I'd go for Philly. Is it the free three hundred arena, the old ECW? Yeah. Just oh, because yeah. they're a rabbit. It's not there anymore. It's gone. I know, but they have to re they have to rebuild it for me. <laughs> um, 
your favorite opponents that you've worked with? <clears throat> Ooh. A singles or a tag? Tag. Ooh, okay. Um, we, I don't know. I'm going to say GL2. I enjoy working GL2. GL2 are great. I think, not just that, I think we have to mention the Aaron Scare because we did yeah, so much with Yeah, them. we've done so much with the Aaron Scare. Yeah, it's good. And recently, Bowlerama are pretty cool too. Oh, Bowlerama, yeah. Yaren Scare, I think I've had my favorite tag matches with. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I think we just but, we worked on a on a storyline for two and a half years. Well, long. I'm a big long term booking fan, started, so that's great. We started in the pandemic. Jeez. We couldn't wrestle. We started it on <laughs> podcasts, and then we finished it in January. Just gone. Unbelievable. There and, you go. Uh, that's that's bloodline esque booking. People hands. don't do that anymore. That's another. No, they don't, so and I hate it. Them. I hate it. Story, so. Last question: Who drinks the quickest out of you two? You. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, at least there's no argument there. Oh, right, so I'm the beers. He's the beatdown. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say um, my favourite opponent was my best mate James. We used to have wrestling matches in in a freezer in Iceland. We used to work in Iceland when we was going to college, and I put him in the walls of Jericho in the freezer. And he couldn't tap because the floor was so cold. So I couldn't see it. <laughs> so anyway, um, right, let's move on. We're cracking on near the end of the day. So tell us where you are, where they can find you, what events you've got coming up. Go ahead and do some promotion. <clears throat> right. Uh, Instagram, I'm Brewski Blanche BXB. Yeah. Dangerous Danny Owens. Yeah. We're also Beers X Beatdown on uh, Instagram. And Facebook. And Facebook. Yep. And yeah, same on Facebook as well. Brewski Blanche BXB. And Dangerous then- Danny Owens. Uh, what else have we got? Pro Wrestling Carnage, if you want to check that yep. out. Um, we are wrestling in the middle of some place in Wales that I can't say this weekend. Massey Cummer. That's him. Wow. Uh, for VCW. Okay. That's sold out. That's sold out. Brilliant. Uh, we, we've got quite a few. We've got a Carnage Show on the 7th of May. Yeah. yeah. We've got... I'm glad you're remembering all these. <laughs> Slam, Slam Masters on June the 4th. In yeah. our favourite venue because they let us actually run the bar when we're there. Oh, excellent! <laughs> Even better. We've got pictures of us behind the bar. The landlady is my favourite person in the world. The Duchess, long live the Duchess. Um, and then we've got yeah, it's two Slam Master show. We've got uh, Exposure coming up, which we're going to debut at, which yeah. we're quite excited about. Um, then we got yeah, there's there's mate, there's. We're doing, loads. we're doing better than we expected, to be honest, at this point. Oh, yeah. hey, take every book in you can get. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're very we're, we're doing we're doing good. good. So, uh, yeah, so check out our, our Instagrams. And It'll all be on there anyway. Yeah. You check it all out. We we'll, 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 we talk on Facebook anyway. We do. Um, so in terms of my promotion, right? Hang on, it's getting bigger and bigger every day now. This thing, right? Okay, so we got to promote first off Jurassic Pro Wrestling. Next show, I attended last Sunday. I've done some fantastic interviews with some of the lads there. Still got a bit of beef with the world champion. Now. I might have to dust the old uh, boots off for that, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got. Uh, he's actually in a Fatal fatal Claw way uh, match for his title. Uh, Jurassic Pro, uh, Primal Instincts on June 4th uh, in Harridge in Essex. Um, Ignite. So <clears throat> we're a big partners of Ignite Wrestling, uh, Ignite Wrestling Pro. They are going on the 30th of April for the bitter end uh, in Boreham Wood. But to be honest, I want to bypass that, not because I don't want anyone to go, but the next show is the show that we are co-producing with Ignite. So myself and Andy, I've got the show called Buckle Up, 
hence the name, buckle up. Uh, 23rd of July back in Boreham Wood again. There is going to be a really big announcement there, which is going to start our next phase of the partnership, which Ignite. Um, I won't say it on air, but I'll tell you guys off. Yeah, you get the, you'll get the scoop off there, so you'll get to know that. Obviously, there was the crowning of the king, Crow Wrestling Carnage, uh, May 7th. Uh, the tickets are already on sale for that. And our wrestler, Corey McRae, who's off to Germany soon to uh, go and kick some butt over there. Uh, I've met him last week. He lost a last man standing match last week, though, so hopefully he's not uh, in too much discomfort. It was quite... Um, didn't enjoy the paper cuts on his feet and then getting lemon juice put in it. It wasn't very... Yeah. I've had that, it hurts like hell. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, we also sponsor um, Matt Cast, who is uh, going into the Windmill PDC Tour Challenge uh, the 5th and the 7th of May. So good luck, Matt, and get your tour card for next year so we can get more exposure, please, mate. That'd be great. Uh, I think that is... Oh, we're going to be in Inside the Ropes magazine. Uh, so that was announced today. We've got uh, a little, uh, I think it's a page uh, of hitting the turnbuckle uh, on Inside the Ropes going in the 27th of April. Um, you can follow hitting the turnbuckle HTT Buckle on Twitter. We are on Instagram, but that may be changing. So we're going to have to wait on that. Um, we're obviously on Facebook, we're on Apple, on Spotify, everywhere you can get a podcast where you will see us. And this time next week, we're talking with Santino Morella, as I've already discussed. The day after that, we've got Jeremiah Plunkett from the NWA um, joining us. On the Monday, the 24th, we've got Sal Rigalo joining us from the NWA, who's just lost his hair. So it's going to be the same as me. And then, and you, yeah. And, and you, yeah. And then um, on May the 4th, Flash, Morgan Webster will, will be joining us. Flash is brilliant. Brilliant. Great guy. He'll be joining us then. Guys, that wraps up the show for today. It's been fantastic having you guys on. Thank you so much for taking your time to come and talk to me. I will go and beat Andy up for you. Uh, I think he's due a beat down. So if we ever get down to see Carnage. I heard he was scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he is, isn't he? That's it. He's going to get a beat down. We'll, we'll get him over to PWK and we'll get him to get a beat down. Guys, I've been Adam Cousins. Thank you so much for joining us. And for the rest of you, you can all now buckle down. Good night. Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.